I was still a thief when I met Romy. And though I was only 15 years old, I was an experienced and fairly successful hand. Romy was watching a wrestling match when I approached him. He was about 25 and he looked easygoing, kind and simple enough for my purpose. I was sure I would be able to win the young man's confidence. You look a bit of a wrestler yourself, I said. There's nothing like flattery to break the ice. So do you, he replied, which put me off for a moment because at that time I was rather thin and bony. Well, I said modestly, I do wrestle a bit. What's your name? Hari Singh, I lied. I took a new name every month, which kept me ahead of the police and former employers. After these formalities, Rumi confined himself to commenting on the wrestlers, who were grunting, gasping and heaving each other about. When he walked away, I followed him casually. Hello again, I said. I gave him my most appealing smile. I want to work for you, I said. But I can't pay you anything. Not for some time anyway. I thought that over for a minute. Perhaps I had misjudged my man. Can you feed me? I asked. Can you cook? I can cook. I lied again. If you can cook, then maybe I can feed you. He took me to his room over the Delhi sweet shop and told me I could sleep on the balcony. But the meal I cooked that night must have been terrible because Romy gave it to a stray dog and told me to be off. But I just hung around, smiling in my most appealing way and he couldn't help laughing. Later he said never mind, he'd teach me to cook. He also taught me to write my name and said he would soon teach me to write whole sentences and to add figures. I was grateful. I knew that once I could write like an educated person, there would be no limit to what I could achieve. It was quite pleasant working for Romy. I made tea in the morning and then took my time buying the day's supplies, usually making a profit of two or three rupees. I think he knew I made little money this way, but he didn't seem to mind. Romy made money by fits and starts. He would borrow one week, lend the next. He kept worrying about his next check, but as soon as it arrived, he would go out and celebrate. He wrote for the Delhi and Bombay magazines, a strange way to make a living. One evening he came home with a small bundle of notes, saying he had just sold a book to a publisher. That night, I saw him put the money in an envelope and tuck it under the mattress. I had been working for Romy for almost a month and, apart from cheating on the shopping, had not done anything big in my real line of work. I had every opportunity of doing so. I could come and go as I pleased and Romy was the most trusting person I had ever met. That's why it was so difficult to rob him. It was easy for me to rob a greedy man, but robbing a nice man could be a problem. And if he doesn't notice he's being robbed, then all the spice goes out of the undertaking. Well, it's time I got down to some real work, I told myself. If I don't take the money, he'll only waste it on his so-called friends. After all, he doesn't even give me a salary. 
Romy was sleeping peacefully. A beam of moonlight reached over the balcony and fell on his bed. I sat on the floor, considering the situation. If I took the money, I could catch the 10.30 express to Lucknow. Slipping out of my blanket, I crept over to the bed. My hand slid under the mattress, searching for the notes.